Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, traders and investors. Are you guys ready for another round of pre-market prep? We got another great show for you today. A lot to talk about. Loaded show today. We got economic data to focus on initial jobless claims coming out at 8.30. We'll mention at 11 a.m. the EIA crude oil inventories will be released. All eyes today on Jerome Powell's speech, 9.10 to 9.50. ECB releasing today their interest rate decision. Russian uh, Vladimir Putin talking about uh, Europe to freeze. Louise Truss, prime minister, announcing energy cap. GameStop, Asana, McCormick, Dave and Busters. And we'll get into a little bit of Kathy talk. Let us know that you guys enjoy pre-market prep with a thumbs on up to start the show. Of course, we got our special guest today, Scott Shalady, a.k.a. the cow guy is here today. I know you guys will be excited about that. Hit the like button. Let's get it started. Rise and shine with pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. I see you guys excited that we got the cow guy today. So move on over, Joel. Move on over, Dennis. Move on over. I get, get what you're the doing did there, Mitch. I see get that? it. Let's go. Let's get into this market. I got dressed up today, too, again. Look, dressed Look, up again. Oh, oh, you nice. got I had to bring it back. I was having yeah. a bad day. And no, I'm when like, you were I need gone. To cheer myself up. Yes, Dennis Ward every day. Yeah, every Dennis day. Dennis Ward three days in a row. Every day. Yeah, every day, you know, I just wear Joel's shirt. <laughs> I missed you so much, Joel. I just have to, you know, put your and I have to see you. So, whenever I'm feeling sad, I just look in the mirror and there you are. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's 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 very nice. That's very nice. Um, okay, first of all, the uh, I did a little, I'm doing a little switch up on the rundowns. I'll give you that at, in a second. Uh, Front month is to December. It was a sneaky rollover. Usually the rollovers are on the second Wednesday. Uh, but because of the way things were last week, it was the first Wednesday of the week. So I'm going to show you guys the September contract. There's still plenty of liquidity in that, but we'll switch over to December, the final contract of the year. Uh, we'll do that on Monday. I'll get you the December levels. But we're up a buck seventy-five. Uh, took out yesterday's high. Really, no relevant number there at thirty-nine ninety-six. And then we had a little retreat, and uh, we didn't get to really any relevant numbers there. So we will be focusing on that close thirty-nine eighty when Mister Powell's speaking. Uh, here's the big switch, folks. 
Dollar index. Can't believe I haven't been using the dollar index. I, I watch it, but I have it up there. But the almighty buck down 37 cents at 109.46. Uh, that pulling back yesterday was an impetus for our rally. Uh, TLT, I mean, got to talk about the TLT, that, you know, treasury bond futures, that's what it reflects. That's up 61 cents. So little optimism going ahead into Powell's speech and then crude, your other catalyst for the rally yesterday took out that 85 and change level. It's rebounding a bit today up 52 cents at 82.45. And then our old reliables, gold up say bucks, silver up 34 cents. And I'm going to stick with Bitcoin. Uh, just because it's more more widely known than Ethereum. That's up 290 at 19,215. So, Dennis, we're not getting that follow-through rally. We did a little bit last night, but this market's just kind of blah this morning. You think Chop. you're worried about the ECB? It's choppy again. I mean, yesterday was straight up. There wasn't a lot of chop, actually, yesterday. They just kept buying it here. To this morning, it's definitely chop. We're choppy ahead of one, the ECB data, which we're going to get, but two, mainly Powell speech. So, yeah. jockeying ahead of that. Let's see what happens. I mean, we're going to get a lot more information after nine o'clock. I mean, it's hard to be. I, I mean, with what he said, uh, you know, what it would be two weeks ago tomorrow. I mean, it's hard to, you know, imagine him coming out and, you know, being super, you know, what could have changed in the last can two he, weeks. Can he be more hawkish, though? <laughs> yeah, or, you know, maybe the expectations <laughs> are so hawkish that anything he says that isn't even, you know, if he says anything not hawkish, it's going to be construed as a buy signal. So he says anything not hawkish. So it's like the expectations for Powell are just so hawkish. So I think we're going to come under those expectations. So it's going to be interesting. What if he says, what if he says, this is an if with a capital I, what if he says, I shouldn't have used the word pain? Oh, he's not going to use that. Come on, Joe. No, 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 that's what he said. I mean, that's what he said. That's what he said when I was gone, right? He meant more pain. He meant it, Joel. He I know, but what if he ready. says, what if he says, you know, um, just a little bit, you know, what what would be, a, you know, just a, a tinge of pain that you just need to take a couple aspirin or something, you know? I you mean, know, Joel, powerful if, this word. Was, if this was next week after the CPI data, maybe he could change his tune, but I don't think he's going to change his tune without any... I don't think he's going to completely out. change his tune. I'm just wondering if he's going to yeah, retreat not, a little bit. Oh, we're two we'll minutes see. late. I knew it. I knew it. Having the 805 guest, let's uh, let's bring him on. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get him on right now. Definitely, I just wanted to give the time because someone was asking when is the speech. It's 9:10 to 9:50 a.m. I'll give you guys the link also chat here uh, if you guys want to catch that at 9:10. There you guys have it. All right, let me go ahead and pull that down and let's go ahead and bring on our guest today a little bit earlier than usual. So definitely give us a like. Let's bring on, of course, Scott Shalady, a.k.a. the Cal Guy, is here. Everyone was excited to see you on today. It's good to have you back, Scott. Uh, good to be back. How are you guys doing? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, doing we're great. doing well. So, uh, when you heard us just talk, you hopped on there talking about, uh, you know, Mr. Powell and the pain speech. And, uh, I mean, he can't obviously back off that today. Uh, why don't you just give us uh, your outlook on that. That sneaky rally yesterday had all the catalysts with the dollar and and crude and uh, TLT. Are you are you falling for it or you sticking no. it in the bear camp? No, I'm not falling for it. I mean, I think everything else was telling me that they're worried about the you know when you see crude down as much as it was. Crude's crude's kind of my tell right now. Um, there's two camps. One that's worried that we're going to see a lot of the price, the crises in Europe come our way, and I think that they're not, maybe not all of it, but we'll definitely see some of that come our way. Uh, and number two is that we're going to tighten so much that we're going to destroy the economy. And that's the two things that the, the crude's fighting over. So if we do see some sort of crises, there are some folks out there that think that they're going to see a, a spike in crude oil. But it's our, it's having a big battle right now with the fact that the Fed could put us at 4% interest rates by the end of the year. And I don't think the economy is anywhere near strong enough to handle that. So yesterday, the, uh, the, the idea that the Fed's going to tighten or maybe even overshoot won the battle. And you saw crude get crushed. Um, but there are a lot of folks out there that follow crude a lot, maybe even a lot more than I do, that you know that know that we have an issue. We've got an issue with net gas in Europe. Um, we've got uh, I, you know the, a headline out of uh, uh, somewhere in um, Switzerland about now you're going to face a three thousand dollar fine in jail if you don't have your temperature right in your house. I mean, it's bad, and so we're going to have to you know go go with that or at least wrestle with that going forward. And I think because of all those issues. I, I can't just get on board right now with these with the stocks. I think we're gonna have um, we're gonna have more to go to the downside. I, I'm not gonna try to pick the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely think you're gonna get a better chance to get to get stuff on board between now and the end of the year. Test of the June low. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I don't have. I don't, where's all the good news that everybody thinks? You know, I just think these are short bear market bounces. I mean, yeah, yeah bear market bounces. I mean, I don't know wh- where all the good news is coming from. Yeah. You know, you have a, a, P, a PMI uh, was arguing with the uh, uh, the uh, well, we had we've had we've had some um, conflicting news this week, but I still don't see. Look, you know, if you, if we counted inflation like we did in 1980, when I you know right when I before I got in the business, we would be at over 17 percent. And there are some folks out there that think that the uh, 3.7 percent unemployment rate uh, is not being counted correctly, and it's much much higher than that. So. I, you know, and, and when I have uh, 11.2 million open jobs and you know six million people looking, that's very confusing too. So nothing's adding up. And like I say, you know, what we're putting into the gas tank is not coming out the exhaust. Something's broken, and nobody really knows what. 
and the Fed's going to sit here and put their, you know, their pedal to the metal and continue to tighten. Uh, when I think that a lot of these coming, we've got half of half of the companies in America polled uh, this first half of the year said they're going to be laying people off this year. Uh, there's going to be the last the last part of stagflation to fall will be unemployment, and I think that's coming too. So, yeah, we've got some we've got more to go. We've had this is the biggest expansion we've ever seen in the history of of our trading. And if we want to pull the plug on it, there's going to be more to go. I mean, it, it, you can't just say that we had it and it's over, all good, let's go. Well, that's one thing too, you know, and you can outline all these issues that we have, but then you look at valuations and you say, this stock market is not cheap either. I mean, you add all that up and, you know, you're trading 20 times earnings, you know, 19 to 20, it's not cheap. So it's like, it's giving a premium multiple to a market that has a lot of issues. I I, I totally agree. So, you know, I'm, I've got my own show here in Nashville, and we've got a guy coming on today that's that's an Uber bull, and he's always very, very positive. And I'm interested to see what he's going to say because I look, I'm a common sensicrat. I try to keep politics out of it and just look at the numbers. And I'm getting the feeling that this 3.7 percent unemployment is really not really there. I don't, I, and I feel as though that we are definitely in a recession. Look at what's happening in the housing market. There's a lot of folks that think a lot of their wealth is tied up in that. You know what the most yeah. how to sell my car uh somebody did a uh, I, I got research yesterday morning somebody did a google search research and how to sell my car that was up 145 percent last weekend this this is the path i mean we've been outlining it on the show for about six months but you know the first things first when you start raising rates people don't feel the pinch right away but when they start to feel the pinch what do they do? Well, they don't buy cars. And, you know, what do they do? They maybe start selling some toys, you know, selling some cars, trying to raise some cash, not going out for the fancy dinner, you know, and then yeah. just slowly slippery slope, obviously gets to a point where maybe we're missing some of those car payments, you know, maybe we're missing, you know, and, and then obviously in a worst case scenario, it starts to hit the housing market as well. But I, I just, I, I, I challenge it too. I mean, I see so many people on CNBC popping on their analysts saying, oh, we'll be at all time highs by the end of the year. And in, in what, in what, unless we, unless we just fundamentally disconnect from the markets again, I don't see the recipe to get us to all-time highs. Is there, is there a silver lining? Can we, is there a possibility, Scott, somehow that we could get to all-time highs, you know, by you know, even say six months from now? Uh, maybe if the Fed slows down and, and we have record short interest, I mean, maybe you could, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, even not even that. I don't, I, I mean, I'm trying to be, <laughs> no. I'm trying to figure little, it out too. <laughs> that's a little you Pollyannish, try. you know, we're, Right now, I feel like we're whistling by the graveyard. And I, I look, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. I'm just trying to call it like it is. And exactly. that's okay. And there's a lot of it. There's still a lot of opportunity. That doesn't mean that there's no opportunity. But it, you just have to sit back and, and, and take a look and put, do the old Ben Franklin test, the positives and the negatives. And I think right now the negatives outweigh the positives three or four to one. And I still say that we're going to be in a recession. I don't think it's going to be a soft landing anymore. It can't. I mean, arguably, some folks have gone out there and said we've already in the, started a hard landing. Um, but when you start to see the unemployment start to that, that's going to be the last thing to go. We're, yeah. And the Fed's already said it. I mean, all we got to do is listen to what they said. Basically, yeah. they're saying the quiet part out loud. We're going to raise interest rates. We're going to destroy the economy, and we're going to raise the unemployment rate. We're going to put people. I mean, I, I've been doing this thirty-five years. I have never heard the Fed say we're going to put people out of work ever. Yeah, they're they're definitely being hawkish there. Now, how bad do you think? things are really going to get with this energy crisis because I know a lot of traders are still kind of having this bullish upside outlook for natural gas and oil. 
How bad do you think it's going to get, Scott? Probably not as bad as everybody thinks, but it's going to be bad. I mean, I, I lived in England for 16 years. Um, the, the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, just uh, instituted a, a cap on, on, on energy bills there because there were uh, talks that 70% of UK pubs were going to go out of business this, this winter because they couldn't afford their, their power bills. Um, there are other measures. And by the way, those are more inflationary tactics that are going to go against the Bank of England and the ECB. We've got this yeah. big argument between uh, central banks around the world, uh, and now some of these governments are falling into some difficult times, and they're putting out things that are going to be, I mean, heck, we've done it here, too. They're putting out uh, policies and bills and, and help to their constituents because things are bad that are just going to start to work against what the central banks have been doing. I mean, so that you've got, you know, the Bank of England raising rates, but at the same time, she's capping energy bills for two years. That's inflationary, folks. I'm, I don't care what you say. So uh, we've got a, a world of hurts just starting, okay? Now, it's probably not going to be as bad as the worst person talks about it, but it's definitely going to hurt, and we can not We can definitely not ignore it. The difference is, is that this country, we actually can do something about it. We're standing on, depending on reports, between 150 and 450 years worth of net gas. We just have to be able to help ourselves first. I call it the airplane moment, right? If we helped ourselves first, if we put on our mask first, then we could help other people put on their mask, right? We could really do a lot to get some of this net gas out there, but we're not. And so, I, again, I don't want to get political, but I'm just telling you right now, guys, the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, the greenies are out there, they've gotten into all the parliaments, they're in our Congress as well, and they're going wind and solar regardless of whether it's good or not for the country. And that is also adding big time to, to hunger because uh, we're not able to use some fertilizer because it takes nat gas to make it. So they've got all these limits on making fertilizer with nat gas. Um, we've got countries that are going for a great green score or a great ESG score. Uh, and Sri Lanka and Ghana are, are out of business, but they had a great ESG score. Um, and, the, and a score of 100, they had a 98 in, in, in Sri Lanka, a 97 and a half in Ghana, and they're gone. Now here in the States, thank gosh, you know, we're only a 52 out of 100. Um, but these people that are trying to, we're, we're trying to go green at the absolute wrong time. They're making it a revolution, not an evolution. We've got energy crisis in Europe. That's moving into food and family. But the market just doesn't. I, I mean, have you ever seen a market, you know, move more con contrarian to the news uh, for this natural? I mean, what a rug pull in this natural gas, right? They shut it down the pipeline over the weekend, right? Everyone's yeah. long, major margin calls, and uh, boom, it gets smoked. And then the same thing with oil. Every analyst, except for the guy over at Citigroup, it's calling for $120, $130 oil, right? You have uh, you know, you have backwardation in the markets. I mean, I mean, have you ever seen a market move more contrarian to news? And then I just want to throw in here ECB does their rate hike. Uh, we got a little dip on that, but uh, I guess they like the rate hike there. But uh, uh, back to my question, but you know, the market just moving so contrarian to the news. Unless unless you want to just say, well, the the overriding recession. Is is the predominant factor, and the demand's going to dry no, up? I mean, well, okay, they've definitely said the Fed's definitely said. Look, the Fed's got only one tool: destroy demand. I mean, that's. I mean, they can do a little bit of balance sheet work, but they're going to destroy demand, and they're doing so as we speak. That's all they can do. Nobody's talking about the supply side at all, and we've I've gone I've talked about that ad nauseum. Um, but you go back to the market. Look, I'm 56 years old. I've been doing this for 35 years. 
you know, you got to remember, we've, we've got people that are managing money in their early 30s that have never seen what we're going through right now. I mean, I've, I, I traded in London over the when, when George Soros tried to break the Bank of England. And I saw interest rates on one morning, on a Wednesday morning, go from 10% to 12% to 15% to back to 10% in one day. Okay? So you've got a whole brand new group of money people that are, are involved with this that are, I, I think, are a little Pollyannish. And they, they whisper, you know, they whistle by the graveyard. And I don't want to, again, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just trying to be realistic. And I have never seen a market to be this, you know, it, you know, ignore a lot of the things out there. But you know what? No, everybody ignored it the first time around, and look what happened. And I think it'll happen again. I think you're going to get another chance. I'm not calling for the end of the world. There are other guys out there that are calling for the end of the world, by the way. And I don't believe if you if you bet on the sun exploding and you win, everybody's bet anyway. See, that's not a good bet. But I, I'm not I'm not that far. But I definitely think there's more opportunity. There's going to be some great stocks to pick up. I love energy because everybody hates it, right? I love energy because that's going to, we're going to be, your children are, are going to die still using a lot of fossil, you know, fossil fuel. That's, that's what it is. I mean, we're going to be using that for the next hundred years. That uh, is the truth. idea that we're going to get off of it is absolutely insane. That is the truth. Well, thank you for joining us today. Scott Shalady, AKA the cow guy chat's going crazy. Appreciate you coming on today, Scott. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, let's keep going guys with the straight, topics straight that we to got ECB. today, but Definitely ECB coming in here, raising rates by 75 basis points to tackle soaring inflation, or uh, of course, at least that's what they're going to try to do, uh, raising rates by 75 basis points, a pretty big hike there for the ECB. Um, a lot of people were actually uh, surprised that they would go up to a 75 basis points. So uh, let's see how it's affecting the markets. What do you see out there, Joel? Did it, did it hit our market? It had market? a drop, a pop. And now we're and now we're dropping again. So uh, it did get little, it get well game. over unchanged. See that the, what's difficult on a day like this is because you had such the run up yesterday. Yeah. You know, yeah. like where where do you step in? You know, yeah. if we start to decline today, I mean, yeah, do you step in at the pre market low? Yeah, okay. Well, wh what are you going to lean on if you know if it takes out the pre market low? Yeah. So it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough day, and if you're short. You got ran over yesterday, you know, you're looking to bring it in. So uh, right now, uh, after that, this seems like, the, you know, we're staying red now. Uh, I gave you the close at uh, 39.80. So until we can establish a sustained bid over 39.80, then I'll be leaning. I'll be leaning to the downside today. The Bulls, the Bulls in the chat feeling the heat today. I feel them. I feel them. They're fighting back the Bears. It's. It's it's being like that type of market. I mean, very <laughs> very very tough month so far. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough had, month. It, and and you know, August was somewhat predictable. The sell off was predictable. We were all over it on this show. You know, obviously maybe a, a, a week early, but we were all over it. Had a really good trading month because of it. Tough month. I mean, you started here on S and P. We went out uh, at three ninety five. We went down. Then we went up. Then we went down. Then we rallied hard, and we're basically right where we started the month. So That's it is just point. been a chop fest so far this month. We obviously have a lot more information coming. I do believe the CPI data will be light. I do believe next week's data will be light, and that could be a catalyst. And I think you'll have other market participants front-running that, basically getting ahead of that trade. So it would not surprise me if we actually do see some strength. You know, we talked about that, you know, the last couple of days, that there's good support of 390. Um, we cut through just momentarily two days ago, but right kisser, right on the kisser, we bought them at 390 on the spy yesterday. 
I think there's room to 410. I'd be a massive seller up there of stocks. I would sell mm. more stocks. Um, but I think, you know, as a trader, I think you actually could buy pullbacks here in the next couple of days. If you get back down to 393, 394, I think you're going to find buyers here now. I think people are, are looking at, you know, the commodity prices coming down and thinking, hey, that CPI data might not be that bad. So obviously we don't get that till Wednesday, maybe a little bit early on that trade. We talked about, you know, this yesterday and obviously a little bit early, but they're trying to get ahead of it. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, buyers in the dip. So I'm actually, as a trader, I'd be buying the dip. All right, let's keep going into the headlines that are out there. There's macro talk out there. I'm going to just try to put a quick bow on it so that we don't have to go into too much and we can go into more micro outlook. But of course, uh, yesterday, Putin talking about uh, that he would leave Europe to freeze. And so other, otherwise mentioning pretty much still strong arming uh, energy as a weapon of war um, and what's going on in Europe right now. And then Prime Minister Louis Trust uh, today with a broad stimulus package to help Brits with soaring energy bills and attract investments in the energy sector. I think that last little part is actually interesting because a lot of people are, you know, focusing on the energy side. But investments in the energy sector is how we saw solar stocks kind of rip up last time. So I'm taking a look at some solar stocks. I know that there was a first solar upgrade mentioned today. And so just to kind of tie that in, that was by Goldman Sachs, a double upgrade for solar stocks uh, to buy uh, from a sell. And so we'll keep an eye out on that. Um, And then also with this cap on energy, now a typical household will not pay more than $2,500 uh, pounds or 2,880 per year. And the cap is going to be in place from October 1st. Of course, a lot of people are mentioning how will the bill be funded and will this just cause inflationary pressures? So much information there. Let's just take it to energy first. <laughs> let's, go to, let's just go to the oil trade. And you can sit here and you can analyze all the macro headlines, but price, you know, from JC Peretz, price don't lie. And I mean, you look here, US. That was a big breakdown yesterday. Breaking down yesterday. I mean, how can we can how, keep getting raw, raw bullish, you know, trying to talk energy prices up? The, the, the oil market is telling you something completely different. It's telling you recession. And we have predicted it on this show. We've been bearish oil for a long time. Again, early. You know, I missed the May run up in the energy stocks, but I'll tell you, I didn't get hurt in the June, July, August sell off. So I think you're selling rallies in energy. Yeah, maybe there's a long-term bullish thesis here, but it's hard to just jump on this energy bandwagon here when I think we're going into a recession. I think the Fed's going to force us into the recession. You know what? I uh, Well, first of all, I just I, I want to go through this um, exercise here real quick. I do it a lot, and I'm not sure that, um, that everyone gets what I'm talking about. But uh, the financial futures, uh, the S&Ps and the bonds are quarterly contracts, right? March, June, September, December. That's why you hear me talk about the rollover. Uh, and it, it's a pretty big event that leads up to the quad, which uh, for crude oil contracts, they expire every month, every single month. So the, you know, whether it's a contango or backwardation is an indication. And uh, so right now you have the October contract, right? Trading at 8270. If you go to the, uh, let's just go out to December, CLZ 22. Okay, it's trading a buck lower. 
Okay, so the expectations from the hedgers, from the big traders, is that the December oil is going to be, you know, when we get to December, the prices are going to be lower. This is what the futures markets are predicting. This is what the futures markets have been predicting since it went 120. Now, the spread has been a lot bigger at times, and the spread is starting to narrow. Uh, but right now, what if you go out to uh, C, let's go out to um, CLZ. H23. Uh, they don't have that yet. Um, so CLZ, no, no, CL, CLH23. Let's go out to March of 23. Uh, I'm not doing great on this exercise, but I think you guys can get my <laughs> There it is. All right, there you go. March of 23. 80 bucks. Another buck lower. That until that. Nothing looks bullish around. there to me. Yeah. What looks bullish? I can't. Yeah, looks, I looks like a head and shoulders. Yep. That looks like a head and shoulders top. And if you think we're going into recession, have fun. Have fun with that oil long. Hey, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's one of the battles I think that's happening there, Dennis. And I understand you guys' view on oil, um, but natural gas. Then um, you know that that's still holding on up. I know it's pulled back, but it's still holding on up. I mean. I don't know if it's all, you know, just just maybe oils coming down and maybe we'll see some rise in some other kind of commodities here. And natural gas is another thing. I've been starting to see wheat coming back. And so I think, you know, that's what people are, are watching. You know, there's a split here between oil and natural gas. It might be oil still coming down, but natural gas going up. I, I see natural gas coming down on this chart here now, too. I see toppy and obviously and I'm not a technician. I use charts. 10% of my trading is probably charts. 90% is just overall, you know, relationship based. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I'm looking at that chart and thinking it feels heavy. It feels like you topped already. It feels like, you know, if you go in the, even the UNG, I mean, and I obviously, you know, I don't buy futures quotes because they've always dinged me as a professional as a lot more rate. But what about you know, I can now? easily look at the UNG. Maybe you're not a pro now, Dennis. Yeah, maybe I can actually go and try to, like, I could argue that now because I did leave right trading. So, yeah, so maybe. Uh, but in any regard, I don't need futures quotes. You know, everything else, there's so many ETFs that track everything. It's like, why do I need to pay 600 bucks a month for S&P futures quotes when I got SPY, you know, obviously just as part of my ARCA package. So uh, there's just no need for it. But in any regard here, taking us back to the original thing is I think we topped out here too. I think commodities have topped out. I think Kathy Wood, and we could bring into that conversation, is correct to a certain extent that you know we have had you know serious commodity deflation here in the last month or two, and that is going to show up in this CPI data. And that's why I want to be very, very, very clear here right now. I think we're going to see a run up here in the next week. I think we're going to see some people buying stocks ahead of that CPI. Am I loading up and getting along, and this is the bottom? No, definitely not, because they're still overall fighting the Fed. But doesn't mean you can't be bullish for a few days in an overall downtrend. I mean, we just sold off substantially. We talked about that. We talked about the 390 support. Yes, it got breached. 410, I, my target would be 410 on the upside. If you're taking longs right now on SPY or taking longs on stocks, I'd, I'd keep an eye on SPY at 410. I think we can get there. I think the CPI data can bring us there. I think it's going to be a replay of last month, to be honest with you, Joel. I think, you know, this market forgets so quickly. What happened last month? Everybody forgets. What happened? We, everyone got super bullish at the time. Yeah, well, yeah, but why? 
Not, not, what, oh, because the inline CPI data. It was CPI the CPI data. data. The CPI inline. data was a little bit light, just a little, little bit light. Yep. And then we had a three-day rally after it, and then Powell pulled the rug. This is happening again. I mean, you know, to, to you know, Mark Twain, to Ryan Dietrich, you know, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes. rhymes. This is setting up to do the same thing, and the market doesn't even see it. So it's setting up to do the same thing here. The, where the, we're probably going to get a little bit of a run-up ahead of the CPI as people are anticipating that's going to be light, and it is. I think it is going to be light. And then you could get that rally afterwards, and then you'll probably have a Powell rug pull again. It could happen the exact same way. When the, things set up the same way, why not play it the same way? So am I buying today? Not not maybe after we just ran up 80 points, but if we pull back 393, 394, there'll be a headline. There'll be something to knock us probably back down because there's a lot of nervous Nellies out here. I think you do buy stocks ahead of the CPI. I think I want to be long ahead of Wednesday. All right, let's get into earnings now. Let's transition to GameStop. EPS had a loss of 35 cents, beating the loss of 38 cents estimate. Sales at 1.14 billion, missing the 1.27 billion Ooh. estimate. GameStop says quarterly sales declined and losses widened as cash pile shrank and inventory swelled. Um, they also announced a partnership with FTX. The partnership intends to introduce GameStop customers to FTX community and its marketplace for digital assets. In addition, uh, with collaborating with FTX on new e-commerce and online marketing initiatives, GameStop will begin carrying FTX gift cards in select stores. Didn't participate <laughs> in yesterday's rally whatsoever. And don't kid yourself. The reason this has had just an awful month, just go back to relationships. It's absolutely nothing to do with GameStop. It's everything to do with Bed Bath & Beyond and Ryan Cohen. Ryan Cohen pulled the plug on Bed Bath & Beyond, and they have been selling GameStop ever since. They've been selling it nonstop. And I don't know, like, the, now the market's lost confidence in Ryan Cohen after that. And this was the whole reason that the, 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 the bull thesis here on GME. So, I mean, it's sold off. It's way oversold. You can go to your RSI, Mitch. I can see it on the chart. I don't need an RSI to see this. It's massively oversold. So it could bounce up, which it tried to do last night, but that bounce is already getting faded. We had 28 and a half last night. We had 25.60. It gave back over half of last night's gain. So, I mean, it was the sell signal when Ryan pulled the plug on Bed Bath & Beyond. That's just relationship-based. If you were short in GME, off the Bed Bath & Beyond, Ryan Cohen selling a stake, you kicked ass. Uh, isn't this uh, right, August 8th? Uh, yep, P Triple BY picked uh, Pete Deliver. Isn't this like whole FTX in, uh, in crypto thing? Isn't that like so 20, 2020 and 2021? You know, like don't well, they, re they realize what crypto's doing right now? There's waves, and the wave has definitely gone away and not towards. And so I, I think that. You know, they're just late to the party. They were late to the party with their NFT platform. And they're just trying to be on the late, you know, late majority. But we know how the bell curve works. You got to be a part of the early adopters, not the late majority. This is clearly the late majority and um, not going to go well, I think, in the long people run. People are stuck, man. There are people stuck in, in this crypto. And, uh, you know, for much higher prices. Oh, and, sure. And, and just it, it, it's just... Bad. Overhead supply, man. 
Just overhead. We're, this, we're this leaking not bad turning here. around anytime. So jobs number just hit there. Let's get that number up here. Okay. So Holy jobless claims coming in today. At, I can't even get my head on straight. Yeah, you, you can't. 222,000 versus 240,000 estimate. Uh, so jobless claims coming down here and uh, not a good sign, right? Not a good thing for the market because that just gives the Fed more ammo. Um, so here you guys see it. Jobless claims going down. Well, Leaves more room for the Fed to just continue saying that this economy is strong right now. So we keep getting mixed signals here from yeah, the that's data true too, on, on at least if, if the economy is strong or not. And then just to kind of mention yesterday, of course, the Beige book was kind of pointing that the economy will get weak in about six months. So um, it's just conflicting stories out there. Now, are you looking at the data? Are you looking at the Beige book? Are you looking at the talk out there? A lot of noise out there in this market, and it's hard to decipher, especially on a day like today when we're going to have Jerome Powell speaking at yeah. 910 to 950. Oh, yeah, man. it's tough. I mean, this market, and again, it's it's a tough market when you have so much information and you have a market that is dependent on this information, and they're all waiting for what's Powell going to say today. I mean, you can look at the charts how you want to look at them, but it all depends. He put, you know, he gets more hawkish somehow if he gets more hawkish. I don't okay. think he's going to be hawkish enough. That's why I'm actually more inclined to buy the dip here. But I mean, it's not saying he can't. Maybe he says something like, "Oh, I'm thinking we're going to go a point." Well, the market would tank oh, on that oh, because oh, they're thinking 75. So you got to throw out all the scenarios. You know, like you have to have it out there to know there's a bear scenario here too. I like the idea. I like the setup of the buying the dip to the 410 next week on light CPI data. I think it sets up well. I think it could happen. Powell could pull the plug on that today. He could just go boom and say, no, you know what? It's really, you know, we're leaning towards a point. Boom, the market's right back down to 390, he says that. So I don't think he's going to say that. I think he's kind of going to go with the flow. I think it's going to be not hawkish enough, and I wouldn't be surprised if he rallies on the on the Powell speech. So I'm, I'm short-term biased to buy stocks here, but anything can happen. I, I got a level ahead of you. I, I Give see it your, to me. I, I see, um, and this is uh, pointing right to Powell too. Um, your uh, your high. Oh no, that's the high from. I'm, I'm looking at the high from last Friday. The matching the Powell highs up here at 420. But I'm just looking at the well. We got the. Uh, I remember on Friday. Oh, jobs data. We're looking good. And I'll go yeah. with the spider on this with you guys because of the rollover in contracts. Um, your high last Friday, 401.56. Your high last Wednesday, 401.24. So for me, I mean, I, I know you, I see your 410. I see what you're talking about. But to me, I'd be, man, my head would be on a swivel seeing what happens if that spider gets back up to 401.50. That would still be a decent rally. That would still be uh, five handles from here. But I see that as a major roadblock ahead of your 410. I, it's just been a lot of little 50% retracements. That's why I'm sticking with it. People ask me, how do I get that? I'll just go through the math again. It's okay. Simple. It's simple, Simon, grade one math. 430, <laughs> maybe it's grade three. 430, down to 390. Take half of that move, which Heck. is 40 points. Add on the 20. I get the 410. It, it, it's the golden mean, though. It's 61.8. I, I mentioned uh, yeah. it. See, I don't I'm going to correct you. When, I'll correct you sometimes. 93. 50, the thing about 50 is 50 is more closer towards 398. And so 390 is a 61.8. So that's where it caught. Aren't they pretty pretty close to each other? 
I mean, there's still separation there. 398, 390s. I feel like there's a little bit of separation. Where are you getting 50, 398? Because I'm looking 430 to 390. It's 0.386. I'll show you right here. So um, I can show you because I, I got the FIB tool here from TC. I can show you that sure, chart. show it to me. Um, so this is the FIB tool right here. And so yeah. uh, I'll just kind of delete this so you can see it. See these lines right here. So there's a line 61.8 retracement here. 50% is right here at, at 390. What are you going off of though? Stop. What are you going from off the of? bottom? No, 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 no. I didn't listen to me, Mitch. 430. I'm starting at 430 to 390. I don't care. That's history. I don't care okay. what I did in June. I mean, four not four thirty to three ninety, and then I'm getting four ten. Yeah, you're doing this retracement here. Yeah, okay, and 50% so fifty percent back towards move. the four ten. Got you, got yeah. you. We were looking at the uh, at the at the la- the last move. I, no, I, the last I consider it from here first. Move. I don't still. care about history. Recent yeah, move. I, the reason I consider it from here is that you look at for the, like the A B C, and so there's the A, then you would look for the B, and then the C coming back down. So I don't know anything about A B Cs or F Y Gs or X Y Zs. I'm just going with the simple Simon. We just fell 40 handles. Nothing goes easy. Nothing's easy in 2022 for the Bears. Doesn't like you go. Okay, we just fell off 10. percent Let's fall another 10. percent It All doesn't right, usually well. work that way. There's usually a retrace before the next big fall down. So, but, you know, again, you know, waves, you know, you're moving in waves. Let's go bang, bang, bang. And we just keep falling and we just go to zero. You know, it's usually not the case. So yeah, they got, like you, you got to hurt people. You got, you got to and look at it to contrarian moves too. And if, if you're looking at the contrarian moves too, then it gives you, if there, if it's not going there, like if you're, you're looking, if your expectation, like if Dennis, the longer it takes to get to 410, the longer it takes, the longer it takes, the more he'll be like, oh, man, we're not getting that bounce. You know, we're not getting that bounce. I, I pick, I, you know, the the 50% of the rally, we've chopped through that enough. I can't put a, a ton of emphasis on it. Uh, but it's just, just even if you have those levels in front of you, even it's his expectation. This is what he's taking. He's taking out two, three, four, five, six days ahead. But. If it doesn't get to that area, then, you know, you have to adjust, adjust or bust. But anyways, let's, um, did we do Asana yet? Because Duskin Masovitz, um, has been buying a lot of stock. Can we, can we do some Asana here? Do it. All right. I'll get to Asana there, uh, in, uh, chat. I mean, you can look up if you like the ABCs or not. I mean, that's up to you. Right, uh, I'm Asana- stop, stop for one second. We're going on a tangent because I apologize, Mitch, because if it works for you, by all means, I mean it's not me. I didn't make the fibs. <laughs> that's no, no, that's no. just what it is. There, but there's there, there's a thousand technical analysis tools. So I'm just telling you what has worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. If yeah. the 61 works for you, if the ABCs work for you, if the XYZs work for you, continue to use them by all means. PL bottom line speaks for itself. That's None of that stuff has got. ever worked for me. It's why I just you know dismiss it. Because it's never worked for me. I've, you know, but maybe, you know, it's just not worked for me. Maybe it's not my thing. It doesn't mean it can't work for you. But if you're just first starting and you're trying to get into all these technical analysis tools, you know, there's a thousand of them there. You can get lost in them all. That's why I always just say start simple support, resistance, support, resistance, trends, and 50%. And that's it. That's all you need. And you can be successful with just those four things. If for whatever reason you found luck with the 61 or the ABC patterns, do it. Continue to do it. But if you're just first starting out and you're like trying to take it all in, keep it simple. 
All right, let's go to Asana's here. Earnings EPS at a loss of 34 cents, beating the loss of 39 cent estimate. Sales at one uh, 34.9 million, beating the 127.24 million estimate. Raising their guidance here for full year 23 sales at a 544 million on the low end, 547 million on the high end versus 535 million estimate. So raise on the full year 23 sales for Asana. Joel, I'm like, this Pumping. market is just getting beat again. Oh, here. yeah, boy. Oh, wow. Uh, we just popped over $24. So, still making new highs on the pre market session. 24.26 stands as your pre market high. I'd, that's what I would key off. You know? Oh, look at this candle right here, folks. There, got a level for you. 24.33. Uh, that was your high on August 19th. We just hit uh, 24.26. There's your number of the day. Next. All right, let's keep going. Let's get into the next stock. Uh, we can go to McCormick here. Uh, McCormick shares dropping after a gloomy outlook here. Uh, expects Q3 adjusted EPS of 65 cents against the 80 cents that was the uh, previous year. And then the consensus was 83 cents. So the consensus was higher than their uh, last year, previous year. Um, overall normalization of supply chain costs is taking longer than expected and pressuring gross margins, said the CEO. And the company expects full year 22 sales growth of three to five percent versus the previous outlook that was five to seven. This is why it's hard to get bullish long term here, because you're going to continue to have random earnings warnings because it is not that good out there. So even though we can get bullish for a week here and maybe get a move up to 410. Overall, I'm not adding stocks to the long-term portfolio because you're going to continue to get these random earnings warnings because the economy is starting to get hit. And I mean, this is getting squeezed on both sides, obviously labor costs, material costs, all adding up, MKC, random warning, going to hit the staples today. Um, so, you know, not surprising to start and see some other food stocks get hit on this news as well. General Mills is trading down, Kraft Heinz is trading down, full disclosure of position on a Kraft Heinz. Um, going back to MKC, Joel, just give us the technicals here. Just, but we're just, breaking it down you just took support. out the low of the move. Yeah. I mean, you take it out the low of the move. So you just, you did, and then, oh, people are jammed from yesterday. Too. Yeah, for sure. Like they are 82 to 85. So, um, I'll just give you your next monthly low to keep an eye on. And, uh, that's 79.27. So keep an eye on that 79.27. And then, Man, until you get back above that that former low of the move, let's just call it the 81, I mean, it's going to be tough. And this is a thick stock. Like, people have been in this one for a long time. Let's say, you know, the pandemic, I've been holding on, holding on, holding on. You know, on a day like today, they're like, I'm out. I'm done. You know, yeah. this is it. I'm, I'm cutting bait here until they give me some good news. So that's what I'm looking at. Spotty trading here, down five and a half bucks on 3,200 shares. All right, go to Dave and Buster's play here. Who's playing at Dave and Buster's? Who went to Dave and Buster's in the last quarter? I know I went at least uh, one nice. time. Help uh, the cost, EPS man. was 64 cents, missing the dollar and seven cents. Uh, sales at 468.36 million, beating the 432.91 million estimate. But I will let you know. Dave and Buster's was struggling on employees. Like I was at the restaurant and I was like, "Yo, are we gonna get service here?" Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that's trouble everywhere i mean there is a labor shortage here still yeah. like i've said you know when we go to a restaurant it's like the service is poor and the reason the stay service at is home poor sometimes is that they're running on like you know they're 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 running on half the staff they normally do a lot of these restaurants it's really tough it's tough restaurant business absolute toughest right now getting squeezed on the rages getting squeezed on material costs it's it's rough it's gonna hit the restaurants the hardest and these are stocks that i don't want to own Dave and Buster's, I wouldn't want to own it either here. I mean, it's come back nicely off the lows. I think it's just another opportunity to sell it, though. They they traded some volume on that spike down because uh, someone's asking about that candle and uh, 160,000 shares traded on, in that bracket when they slammed it down to 39. Uh, I think you got a reference point here just from, yes, you know, uh, from yesterday's session. Uh, I stick with it 4213 at your pre-market low I think that you know if you're trying to bigger short in maybe bring it in there uh, but just this whole 42 area looks pesky so I know it's not a great report I know it's traded down but I still see support in there and I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that close I'll make the close major resistance at 43 oh that's way up there 4394 for uh David Busters the adult Chuck E cheese. Uh, all right now let's go over and uh take a look at of course i mean we've been following this story for a while but uh kathy talking about deflation coming on in here i'm gonna really quickly just put a bow on a lot of the comments you guys can check out the thread that i posted on twitter or you can you guys can check it out i know dennis also reposted it there um, but a lot of what it comes down to is the last statement here in the pipeline inflation is turning into deflation one of the best inflation gauges the gold price peaked more than two years ago in august 2020 um he said uh, she said also that lumber prices have dropped more than 60 percent copper has dropped 30 percent iron ore has dropped 60 percent and dram has lost uh, 46 percent and crude oil down 35 percent so uh, pretty much calling out uh, Jerome Powell saying that he is that she believes he is making a mistake I mean obviously she's talking her book here I mean she is positioned and has been positioned for deflation and she has been preaching deflation for three five years she has been dead wrong dead wrong and her etf punished severely for her being dead wrong with that being said in the short term she is correct here we have seen commodity prices come down substantially that is probably going to show up in this month's cpi data so that is why her argument which has been dead wrong for uh, three to five years or maybe it's maybe i'm going long at least two to three years is maybe going to be correct for the next week so i'm positioning myself a little bit more biased long right now on the trading side because i think she's going to be right this week only for this week though and then powell's going to pull the rug out again uh 40 we talked about that area so just looking at the etf uh it did you know under 40 came down from 54 three lows in the same area so i'm i'm leaning i'd be leading to the long side here 
uh, with that stop just under 40. Uh, using the gold uh, indicator, I, uh, she kind of like when you started reading that comment, she you kind of lost me right there. Um, yeah, and, she lost yeah, me right when think, she mentioned gold. I don't think gold is that um, <laughs> indicative of, of absolutely anything because um, it yeah, just it just hasn't. I mean, it had its, its day. Gold's know? its own thing. Yeah, it's and hard you know to what? start a conversation like that. Precious metals have lost their luster. It was a show and display of wealth. The new generation is not into it. There's a long no secular decline in gold for a reason. Um, at least, you know, in the last, well, I guess I shouldn't say it hasn't really happened like that. But I mean, where did gold top out back in the 80s? Have, you know, where do we know? Like It was 2000, gold... wasn't it? I Didn't feel it get... like it was higher than this. Like 40 years ago, I feel like the price of gold was higher. I know it, the bulls will come in and say, oh, it's keeping right up with inflation. Not if you bought it back in 1980. I'll tell you that. I don't know. Does anybody know where gold was in 1980? It... it may be worth too high, Joel. Was... Maybe it wasn't that high. But it definitely um, has not kept up with inflation. If you have gold on for an inflation hedge, you have been underperforming for a long, long time. Zippity Dudas is 800. That might be right. But think about that. You know, 800 to, yeah. you know, I, it's still like if you just think about, okay, 800. I got out of the physical 2000. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the comments here. I was wondering where it was in the 80s. I thought the chat might be all over it. But let's just, yeah, say, you know, yep. let's just say it was 800. I mean, so gold basically went up 150% 40 years. Been a terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep going here with First Solar coming in, uh, r- rising more than 4% after Goldman Sachs double upgrade. Uh, Brian Lee, the analyst, wrote on the demand front, we see FSLR as one of the best levered to U.S. demand tailwinds with our solar panel supplier coverage as the U.S. accounts for roughly. Eighty percent of the company's revenue. Uh boy, oh boy! Can't stop it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not shorting it. Uh, give yeah. you a target on the upside: one forty, one fifty-four. After that, I mean, this... if I have to go back this far into monthlies, then it's a you know, it's probably what is the next monthly? Oh, I see two monthly highs at uh, one forty-one. So. Couple monthly highs there, but strong trend, hard to step in front of it. Joel, I just look at this and it was sixty dollars back in July, and now it's one hundred and thirty-nine. And now you're upgrading it. Now you're coming (laughs) in and getting bullish. The stock just went up one hundred and fifty percent in a month and a half. In literally like thirty trading sessions, the stock is up one hundred and fifty percent. And now you're buying it backwards backwards doing it backwards but with that being said what was nick shahini or i say too um too what was his saying too hot to chase too 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 high to too high to buy too hot too hot to chase yeah too hot to short it i i I think that's right you're shorting a rocket ship i never make a lot of money playing rocket ships so i'm just out not gonna make a call on this I just gave you that level coincides with the couple of monthly highs. So if you have targets in this area, then go ahead and take them or just comfortably move your stop up. Get, you know, if you, if you want to leave a little meat on the bone, move your stop up and get taken on when the uh, momentum declines. But uh, you could see it, it had that pop and just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Look at that move from ENPH yesterday too. That was so significant. I think keep your eyes on end phase also, if you're looking at first solar. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Disney here. Disney's former CEO, Bob Iger, the pandemic 
fundamentally changed how audience consume media, leading to smaller foot traffic at movie theaters. So taking a shot at the movie theaters, former Disney CEO also stated that I don't think movies will ever return in, in terms of movie going to the level that they were pre-pandemic. And, and it's scary for the movie theaters when he says stuff like that, because obviously Disney produces some of the best movies. And if he starts just going direct to Disney Plus, which, you know, is a distinct possibility, skipping the movie theaters, boy, that would be just the worst thing for the movie theaters. So, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that Disney might just start going direct to Disney Plus. You know, here's your $29. You can watch the new movie around Disney Plus. It sets up well. Disney's so smart. I mean, the one thing is, I'll say long term, this company is going to be in the, you know, once we get through the recession, and that's why I'm a little bit cautious, you know, on the stock, but once we get through this, Disney is set up so well for the metaverse. They're set up so well with the Disney Plus. You know, they produce this content straight to Disney Plus. Here you watch a movie for 29 bucks. Boom, they're making all that money direct. I mean, the theme parks are still the theme parks. Disney has just got it all figured out. Genius company. I've got to just say, and wow, we're getting hit here again on my comments. <laughs> Not on my comments, <laughs> but as I'm commenting here. Um, I got to just say that uh, long term, you get if you get a shot back at Disney in the 90s, I think you take that shot with two hands. All right, let's keep going. I got another one here. Uh, let's go towards uh, NIO. And this was a comment from the earnings yesterday. I thought it was important because we've been focusing on what happened with NVIDIA, right? And so one of uh, NIO's chip that's very important to them is of course, brought to them by NVIDIA. And so this is why the comments were made. We believe that this will not have an impact on our business operation. William Lee, founder and chairman of CEO, said via the earnings call. And so this is something that I want to keep on watch because if they're not able to get the chips because of the whole license issue that's going on with NVIDIA, it could really affect some of the Chinese EVs. Christine uh, Lagarde is no draggy. That's all I have to say. I mean, uh, she's talk. She's walking this market right down right now. She's speaking in Frankfurt, Germany, and yeah. that's where you're you're seeing the pressure. Uh, I just want to think going back to the Iger comments. I mean, it was a trend before the pandemic, and that was one thing that uh, Gene Munster talked about. There, there were trends before the pandemic. The pandemic accelerated the trend of the no movies. Uh, so just uh, for going sure. back to that I comment, mean, you're, you're yeah. exactly right, Joel. It did. It accelerated. And then we got a bounce back and a snap back. Oh, everybody's going back to, you know, to, okay, well, we're going back to normal. Hit on all these stocks or something. I'm losing my train of thought. Boom, boom, bot, bot, bot. Go, bot. Dennis. Dennis, there's only four floors. minutes left. It's we, okay. We, we can take it from here. But, but I don't even remember what we were talking about because I literally got felt, 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 felt. And I was like, <laughs> I jump all right all over the place this is a jump all over the place let's take a couple tickers with don't do market making and do a live radio <laughs> show at the same time. let's just do one or two tickers here and then wrap it up for today we've been uh we've kind of been all over the gambit what is let's go ash ketchum i've never seen ash ketchum come in with a stock and aeo that's a retailer and we're down a buck fifty-two. So do they have some bad earnings or something? News me. News me yeah, on it. I get you right now. That's more than likely earnings on American Eagle Outfitters. Let's go ahead. Let's get some of those numbers here. Uh, looks like they get, came in with a EPS at four cents, missing the fourteen cent estimate. Sales at one point two billion that were in line. Oh, so the EPS big miss there. Four cents missing the fourteen cent estimate. 
you're taking out the low of the move at 1082. I'll use 1082 as resistance, even though it's not part of yesterday's range. They I whooped it up. It's a lower price stock. I don't know if you're going to get a shot at 961. So I'll put three star levels there. Three star support, 961. Three star resistance, 1082. That was the former low of the move. We're completely falling out of bed here. I yeah, wish I wish she would stop. What is she saying here? Uh, she is just slamming the market. Whatever. Again, whatever. I, I think we get down She's to three ninety four. So let's do fifty percent of yes. I love fifty percent. So let's do fifty percent of yesterday's move. So three ninety up to three ninety eight. Three ninety four. I think I'm taking some longs at three ninety four spy. So another, another two bucks lower from here. Another two bucks lower from here on spy. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm buying some stocks. Yeah, TLT. Uh, not long term. Not long term. Okay. All right. Um, Mitch, any comments on that? Uh, at AEO, is kind of a tough chart here. Uh, any comments on that? Um, no, I'll just keep watching. I mean, really, I mean, it's an apparel company in a situation right now where I don't think too many people are going out to, you know, freshen up their closets right now. So it's not something that I would be looking at as an investment. I'll leave AEO alone. Um, okay. Let's keep going. Let's uh, do one more. Sabrina wanted to look at uh, CRM. So let's go ahead. Let's get into really CRM, and I'll do that, and then I'm gonna hop Salesforce. You mentioned that is like just a super beat up stock yesterday. Super beat up. Uh, yeah, have three lows in the same area. It looks like we're we haven't breached it yet. Uh, on the dailies, uh, just that one fifty fifty. You got to hang with it. I just be caution. Fourth time down, takes it out. Mm, Katie bar the door. So. 150.50 must hold on that one. You're trading down. I'll give you a resistance at, uh, ooh, the resistance is up at the close at 153.28. So, all right, I'll let you guys take it from here. Uh, we'll see if uh, we can catch a bounce. I'm out today. too. It's just been too much chop here today. So, a lot of news here. Head on a swivel. Powell going to be speaking here soon. Yeah, don't forget Head that. Head will too. continue to stay on a swivel. Again, I think I'm positioning slightly to the long side on on the pullbacks here just trying to get ahead of next week's data but i don't want to be early either so it's it's tricky like we're a few days you know we're still five days away from that mitch you know you got all today friday so much Monday, so Tuesday. much until then yeah, yeah. It's four days till then till that cpi data is it tuesday it hits i'm trying to remember it's tuesday uh the 13th so i'm pretty sure it's yeah six days from now yeah we'd be looking at yeah tuesday 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 yeah, so you got four at least three full trading sessions before that i want to be there i want to be long ahead of it but i don't mm -hmm. want to be long and then boom 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 you go down and then you get the pop you wanted and it's just getting you back to where you wanted to be so it's a tricky market i'd Definitely. like to buy the pullback here somewhere all right dennis go yeah, ahead and get thanks, on out of Mitch. here Go handle the markets. I know it's tough out there, especially when you're seeing the, the action. And like he mentioned, positions filling and he needs to go do what he does best, which is trade, of course. We'll get you guys over to live trading action. That's coming on next. Like always, do me the favor, guys. If you guys can hit that thumbs on up and the subscribe below, that's really how you support us and keep us on every single day live for free. Of course, that's why we do the show. We want you guys to enjoy and be in the informational edge. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. If you have any feedback, leave comments. That's really where we definitely can go ahead and catch your feedback and try to do better than we've done before. Now over to live trading. I'll see you guys next time right here on Pre-Market Prep.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.